It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Al Shatera is here with another Jets episode of the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast. And not with me today is my buddy, my coach, the man with the plan, the one and only John Moyga. Instead with me today is video producer extraordinaire, the man that keeps these videos so crispy clean, the one and only video producer Greg. But before we ask Mr. Greg, Mr. Video Producer himself, how he's doing today, you all know the drill. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't already subscribed, please make sure to do so. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a review or comment. We're also partnered with Minute Media and Fan Sites. You can find this podcast on the Jet Press or the Daily Knicks. We also got that YouTube channel. Nick's coming, Jets coming, ETC period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. When you watch a video, add to the conversation, leave a comment, hit that like button. Let us know what your thoughts and opinions are, okay? We're recapping the Jets week one. We all thought they were coming out with this dub, man. We all thought they were coming out with this dub. Joe Flacco revenge game. We thought we had it in the bag. We're going to break that down. Don't worry. We're, we're going to break that down. But while you're also over that YouTube channel, we got another podcast winning picks weekly. John, video producer Greg and our guy and co-host Chip Murphy. These guys go through every sport possible. If you need to put money down on the line because you love sports betting, these guys got you covered. And the last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you name it. We are there. But before we get into this conversation, Greg, and I ask you how you're doing, got to give a shout out to the one and only CP, the artist. Gave us some new threads. You see the new logo, John and Alex, Nick's Jets, et cetera. He came through with the goods, man. Man just surprised us. We didn't even ask for it. He just did it for us. That's that. Yo, you're a real one, CP. You're a real one. We appreciate the new art. We appreciate the new logo. It's crispy clean. You know, we got that new suit on, but same pod, new logo, same pod. (laughs) But hey, Greg, how are you doing today, bro? How are you feeling? Dude, I'm doing good. I saw the new logo. It was nice. I loved it. I thought it was just like you said, real clean. And I was doing good, you know, getting ready for week one of NFL, got my bets in, real excited. We, you know, did the preview episode. We all thought the Jets were going to be looking pretty good. And then I don't know, one o'clock happened and <laughs> one o'clock happened. That's the way yeah. to just leave it, man. That and then one the o'clock happened. So, you know, kickoff <laughs> happened, game started and we did not look prepared at all. So. It was a tough one, but other than that, I mean, I thought, I mean, I'm so happy football's back. College football was incredible yesterday. Uh, NFL was incredible today. Games all around the leagues look great, but our game did not look great. So it did not. It was tough. It was tough. How was your weekend? How was your, uh, day? Hey, man, it was, it was good, man. Went to, uh, my older sister's wedding. Congrats to her. my older sister, Nikki and Fred on their nuptials. Congrats. Was, so that was Friday. Then I was just home with the fam, chilling, saw some friends, you know, the whole drill when you're back in New York doing it NY style. So it was a good weekend, but then, you know, came back, turn on the TV and what do I see? <laughs> see the New York Jets. You know what? Let's get into this right now, Greg, because we, we, we got, we got to break it down. We can't hold, can't hold our listeners off, off any longer for what this analysis is. I'm going to put it 
it, this is how simple it is to me, and we can get it even further. Defense on point for most of the game. On point for most of the game. Yep. Offense non-existent. <laughs> yeah, that's the craziest part is that there's not there's I don't know what to even nitpick with the offense because there was wasn't there was nothing there to even talk about. That's I mean, what I'm when, saying. When you look around the league, people are scoring, man. Rookie coaches are scoring. Young young quarterbacks are scoring. We have a veteran quarterback with a veteran team. You know, what are we doing? So it was tough, man. It was tough to watch. It was tough to be a part of. Jets Twitter was on fire from the get-go, and it hasn't stopped. Um, even into the press conference afterwards, there's a lot of stuff people breaking down. So... Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think the defense was good. There's some, there's some worries that we had all off season. I think one of them was linebackers. I think the linebackers mm-hmm. played pretty good today. Um, for sure, for sure. Defensive line we knew was going to be good. I think secondary, the DBs we knew were going to be good. The safeties we were worried about and the safeties got burned a couple of times. There was a few exclo- explosive plays, as coach Salad said. And boy, were they ever explosive. I mean, we're talking 40, 50 yard touchdowns. We're talking wide open guys. So that that part was tough, man. That was tough to see on week one of the NFL, just getting burned over the top like that. Yeah. And, you know, the thing, like, the defense wasn't, like, it wasn't perfect. I and mean, we had one Marcus Joyner with that pass interference that just gave the Ravens just easy scoring, man. I mean, we also had our punting situation. I know if John were here right now, don't worry. We're going to get John's uh, takes later this week when we do the preview. Our boy's, yep. busy, th- our boy's busy this weekend. Uh, on some important mission. So he'll be back giving us his analysis when we're back for the preview. But look, we had, we had Brandon Mann give us a 20 yard punt and allow the Ravens to score another easy TD. The first one was because of a pass interference, but other than, but besides like the, the, the mishaps on special teams or defense, I thought the defense played pretty well, man. I'm going to start off with the defense today just because they deserve their shine after what we saw all last season. We talk about a defense that was in the bottom of the league last year in most categories, if not damn near all. And today we saw them getting after the quarterback, putting pressure on uh Jackson, right? Lamar Jackson. Was yeah. his, he was, yo, Jermaine Johnson, bro, with that sack today. That was nice. That was nice. Carl, it was nice to have everyone back out there and, and just getting back into it. We have Quincy Williams. I know John's not, John's a little on the sour side when it comes to Quincy Williams, but <laughs> yeah. yo, you see that man he was chasing plays. down people. He was chasing down people, man. It was nice to have Carl Lawson back out there, helping put some pressure on yeah. this, on the QB man. Like the defense looked revamped. I mean, Sauce Gardner also had some, had some good defenses as well, man. Good, good, some pass deflections, stay in stride for stride. With all the wide receivers out there, he was unbelievable. You had and DJ the tight ends you and DJ the, Reed. The, the breakup was on uh, Mark Andrews. Man, he could stay with yes, the wide sir. receivers. He could stay with the tight ends. He's looking good. And to your point, I know you're about to get into it. DJ Reed looks strong too. Yeah, man. DJ Reed was out there doing his thing. I mean, he had, we're talking about another guy with a uh, who was like good. Keep it stride for stride with his wide receivers, yeah. making sure they was deflected some passes as well. Man, he was out there doing everything that we needed to. This is where like it this is where it irritates me, man, because the defense literally had I give it a B plus. I can't give it an A. I'll give it a B plus today. I think that's fair. I give it a B plus because of the pass interference. You can't you can't not when the ball is nowhere near the dude. Like, come on, joiner. You can't be 
that was, that was a killer, man. That was a killer. It was too. It. And to your point, I get why you're giving the defense a B plus because we had more passing yards. We had more rushing yards than the Ravens. So our offense on paper was better <laughs> than the, you know, our defense on paper was better than, than their defense. But to your point, just boneheaded penalties at boneheaded times, bad misses in the secondary allowed for big plays to kill us for touchdowns. And we just did not have anything close to that going on offense for us. It was all dink and dunk, little four yard, five yard passes was the only thing we could get going. Maybe it opened up a little bit here and there. You know, I think Elijah Moore had a nice play at some point, but you know, I think our defense outplayed their defense, especially when you're covering Lamar Jackson, former MVP guy on a contract year. There was a couple times today where I thought we had him in the backfield that he just does what oh, Lamar man. Jackson does. And he makes a move, he makes a guy miss, and all of a sudden he's scrambling for six yards. He gets and that's that a high, backbreaker. He gets that high step, but when a guy's on his tail, man, and he just yeah. kicks it to another gear. It, it, look, the fact that we were able to keep them whew, like within striking range, man. And the, I mean, the first half, what? It was like 10-3, right? It was 10-3 yeah, in the, the first it, half. Yeah, and it was so, a touchdown right at the end of the half, too. It yeah. was 3-3 three, three most of that half. Yeah, we were, yeah, we were talking 10-3 by the end of the half. It, that was impressive, man. Our offense was not doing anything, yet we yeah. had it at 10-3. And then, look, the defense can only do so much, man, when your offense isn't doing anything. I mean, as you pointed out, on paper, it looked like our, 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 on paper, our offense had a lot more yards. But I mean, when you look at our passing compared to what Joe Flacco did to Lamar Jackson, right? Jackson's oh, yeah. out here with 30 attempts, completed 17, uh, slightly above 50, over 50, 50% for, for, uh, 213 yards, but, it, it, and, and, and three TDs. But when you look at Joe Flacco, you get, <laughs> my man threw the ball 59 times, 59 times, 37 59. He threw it for 59 times and only came out with 307 yards. That's pitiful, bro. That's yeah. Just, Pitiful. One TD, one interception. But I don't. Let's get into this, man. Because like we can, we we can we can pick on the defense all day long. But I said, like I said, it's a B plus, great effort. It really comes down to execution on offense and the offense. I got to start with the offensive line, dude. I feel like that's where it comes up to. Would you agree that it comes down to the offensive line? Because it didn't seem like Joe Flacco at any time or day. <laughs> he had nothing, man. He had nothing going on. I mean, that defense was in his face. In two, three seconds, and he cannot move anymore. So he was just locked in, just getting tackled, getting pressured. I mean, it was, it was tough to watch and you knew it instantly. You knew it in the first quarter. You were like, Oh, we're in trouble here. If we're just going to keep getting pressure like this all day long. I mean, he, he gave us a good, uh, <laughs> get back to the line of scrimmage run. And he was like, <laughs> yeah. he, saw, he saw him like hustle. He's like, huh? <laughs> huh. Legs don't fa- don't fail me now. He was about to get sacked, boy. He was about to get sacked. But look, I come back to the offensive line. I mean, we lose Mackay Becton, who's Brown. Uh, it was jeez. You have Font going from left to right, back to left. And I don't know how much there is, to, how much blame there is to pass around to the offensive line because it's been. A constant shuffle all off season. The only thing that's really been kind of constant is Lankin Tomlinson being our left guard. And in the first quarter, he was getting smoked one on one. I was texting with John about it. I was like, dude, 
how how is this like our big we talked about him so much in the offseason about coming in and anchoring down this offensive line, giving a veteran presence for us to be able to, you know, show AVT how to do things at the guard position, kind of really build around. And he's just getting beat one on one right in Joe Flacco's face. We had no offensive line play today. Font, I, he also didn't have a great day, but he, he's one of those guys. Like I said, he bounced from left side last year to right side this year, back to left side. Then all of a sudden, he's the right guy because we're bringing in Dwayne Brown. Then the week of the game, Dwayne Brown goes down for an injury, and we don't know how long he's going to be out for, minimum four weeks. Some people are on Twitter are saying it's going to lose the season. So, God willing, that's not the case. Um, he didn't have a great game either. He wants to get paid left tackle money. Dude, you got to play left tackle at a high level. And it did not happen today. I mean, anyway. when you, and when you got, when your offensive line has taken a hit like the Jets has, where you don't have Becton, you know, Font is going back and forth. You lose Brown, who you just signed to, to replace Becton. And then you, all the shuffling. And then you got, talk about Lake and Tomlinson, right? And yeah. then you have to go against a, a stout front with Matabuke. Yep. Uh, Pierce and Campbell. There's not much to do, man. And you got Oa, Bynes, and Queen. Yeah. It's tough. That's t- it's tough, man. And this it's is tough where, secondary. It's a tough defense overall, but yeah. This is where, you know, we had the whole offseason discussion on saying we need offensive line depth. Like our, fr- our starting five on paper look great, but it always comes down to what happens when there's injuries. And now we get, sh- we, we knew we got to get strike- struck with injuries. Yep. But we didn't know it was going to be this bad week one because, look, when you get, I mean, let's just keep it a buck. When you, when you sign Brown, you're, you're thinking like, okay, um, he's supposed to be here helping, but then we had to go straight to Max Mitchell. So. Yeah. Fourth, fifth, what are you gonna fifth do? round pick guys are playing. It's not good, man. It's not good right now for us on the offensive line. And we, and there's no hope in sight. I mean, yeah, because Brown's on IR now. Yeah. So, 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 <laughs> yeah. There's you can't make not. this stuff up, man. You can't yeah. make this stuff up. Oh man, yeah, the so Brickershaw that. Ferguson ain't walking through that door. We're in trouble right now. We need help. We really need the Brickershaw <laughs> Ferguson. Oh my god, and we also need uh, Nick Mangold too, baby. Because like we need uh, somebody. We need those guys back, man. <laughs> yeah. And this is not yeah. to say. And this is not to say like. Connor McGovern wasn't doing a terrible. It's just tough, man, when you don't have support as the center. You need support all around you. If you're not, if Tom Wilson's getting smoked, Barrett Tuck is doing okay today. Max Mitchell is struggling. Oh, big time. Struggling. Like, man, it was like, all right, are you ready for the big leagues? Oh, no, you ain't. Not today. No. Not today. And he shouldn't be. He's not a top round pick. He's not expected to be. He was supposed to be like our third or fourth backup tackle. And we got him starting week one against Campbell. I mean, it's that's that's a tall order for anyone. Never mind a guy that's drafted in the middle rounds. So yeah, it sucks, man. But it's, it's tough going right from the frying pan into the fire <laughs> as a rookie. Yeah, I'm sorry, sorry, bro. <laughs> Get ready for next week. Get yeah. ready for next week as we go against the Cleveland Browns uh, defense. You know what I mean? So it's going to be same. It's going to be that. I mean, it's the Browns. It's the Bengals. It's the Steelers. It's the Steelers. I mean, it's yo, the, the North. North defense. Yo, and talk about two defenses that we saw today. You saw that overtime game between the Steelers and the Bengals today. Woo. 
That, a little bit of rumor, a little bit of rumors that TJ Watt might be hurt. So yeah. maybe we get a break there. But even then, they got studs all over the place. Browns look pretty good today, getting after Baker Mayfield. And the Bengals defense looked okay too. I mean, it was playing Trubisky, but you're when you come playoffs, you're playing Joe Flacco. And I don't want to say it this early, Alex, because I don't know if we're done bashing this offense and Joe Flacco, but is it the Hall of Famer Mike White time? Oh God. Because I don't see any other way we improve this offense. I don't think we can run out there. Do Michael Carter and Brees Hall led our team in targets, our running backs? let our team in targets. We can't do that week in and week out. We have to be able to throw the ball down the field. I agree. I don't disagree with you, man. But I mean, (laughs) when it comes back to your offensive line and if it looks like as it did today, I mean, is it really on Joe Flacco or is it more so on your offensive line? To me, it's always the offensive line. I mean, we have to give him somewhat protection. This man's running around for his life. You can't even protect. Oh, I know you don't like him. I know you don't think he's a top 10 quarterback, but Russell <laughs> yeah. Wilson ain't walking through that door to come help us with no offensive line. All right. And that's what we need right now because we don't have an offensive line that we can rely on consistently yeah. game to game. Shockingly, we need LDT back apparently because Tomlinson ain't cutting it and move Vera Tucker back on the left side. All right. Yep. Because we need something for these guys. And even like I'm already thinking like what's going to happen when we have Zach Wilson back there. And he's got to run for his life again after a meniscus injury. And he's coming back. He's going to be coming back week four. Thank God for all you people who are like, who are excited for Zach Wilson to come back this week. Could you imagine? Could you imagine he would have gotten destroyed today? Yeah, man. I mean, uh, Ravens defense, three sacks, 11, pre- 11 QB hits. And what felt like 30 or 40 QB pressures. I mean, uh, <laughs> Joe Flacco threw the ball 59 times. It felt like at least every other play, he had someone in his face and he uh. was running or trying to run or getting the ball out quick or doing weird throws across the field up in the air to Garrett Wilson for a zero yard completion. And then Garrett Wilson makes a highlight real play and tries his best to, you know, juke four defenders to get a first down. I mean, I really do think that the rookies played well today. We talked about Brees Hall. We talked about Jermaine Johnson on the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, Sauce Gardner. I'm sorry, Sauce Gardner on the defense. Brees Hall, though, he's on my mind because he did have that fumble. But ex- excluding that, I think he had a pretty good showing. He needs to clean that up. We can't be fumbling the football, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think he had some explosive runs. I think he looked good. Um, And Garrett Wilson, to me, looked like the stage was not too big for him. He was ready yep. to go. Corey Davis, you know, people want to say on online, oh, he led the team in receiving. He had some tough drops. And that's yeah. been Corey Davis's. Uh, Corey Davis is a fifth overall pick, not a first round pick, a fifth overall pick in the NFL draft. He has never lived up to it. And we went out and we paid him a boatload of money to come in here and play wide receiver one for us. That third down drop, when it hit his shoulder, people people are giving him excuses. Oh, it was behind him. You're a professional wide receiver in the NFL. It hit you in the shoulder. You have to be able to catch the ball. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Well, I get there's just a lot of tough drops today, man. Even Michael Carter, yeah. where you had that easy walk-in touchdown in the fourth yep. quarter. You can't be doing that. You can't be doing that. But to your point, I mean, the only reason our running backs had – 
so many looks is because Joe Flacco was legitimately throwing the ball away for his life. Yeah. Legi- so I get that we need to push the ball down the field. That comes back to the offensive line because Joe Flacco's ready to rip it, but he needs time to rip it. So, so here's my thing, Alex. I agree with you on that point. We, I think you, I, the Jets universe, the NFL universe is in agreement. The Jets offensive line is a problem. We all know that. We all agree with it. We can blame whoever we want to blame for that, whether it's Joe Douglas bringing in people who are injured all the time or not getting enough people, whatever it is, or it's, you know, Michael Fuller not preparing us to have a bad offensive line against a great defensive line. So Joe Flacco's trying to throw it 15, 20 yards down the field when that's never a possibility. But we're at the point now where we know what we have. We have a bad offensive line. We have to get the ball out quick. What are we going to do about it? And that's where I'm not sure what our next move is. To me, that's just going back to the running backs, man. I mean, that's a lot of screen passes, a lot of quick passes, a lot of short routes, slants, hitches, getting the ball out as fast as possible, a lot of three-step a lot of three-step dropbacks and nothing more than that. I mean, if you get to shotgun, whoo, you better hope, man, because you better hope that line can can protect because I don't know even know if they're going to have the, enough time to go get it because that's more meant for for deep route running. You know, yep. sure, you can get some some short routes out of shotgun, but I don't know. You, I'm looking for I'm looking for the running game because that's the one thing I could say that was solid today was a running game, right? Yeah. 16... 16 carries in total between, um, between our running backs for 83 yards. Michael Carter leading the way with six, averaging six yards per carry, 10 carries for 60 yards. Longest one was 22. That man looked nimble and quick today. He was like a, he was like a cannonball. Yeah. Just flying out, man. I loved it. Brees Hall had the wheels as well as you, as you noted. That's where our game is going to be. That's where this offense is going has to rely on is our running game. We have to initiate the run, be dominant, and then we can get some play action going because I don't know if we can get this passing man. The way with this offensive line, the way that it's looking, if we're if Joe Flacco is just going to be seeing, or even Zach Wilson when he comes back, or even Hall of Famer Mike White. This is like watching Sam Darnold with year was it year two of Gase? Yeah. That and that's what that's what it felt like today. Guys were just getting in front of Joe Flacco and it just, instead of it being funneled through the center, this thing was just everywhere on the outside. He had no, he had no shot. I know people are saying, yo, let's use the tight ends and like get them to chip. But like even that wasn't helping. Shout out to Tyra Conklin though for the TD. Yep. Although yards four for 14, not great, but I'm looking for the tight ends, the running backs to get heavily involved, man. This is yeah. where, this is where, th- this is how you, this is how you fix the issue with our offensive line. Until they start getting into a rhythm, running backs, tight ends, a lot of short intermediate, like if you can get some intermediate routes, that's what's <laughs> going to have, that's what it will have to be to make sure this offense starts clicking. Other than that, this is going to, it's going to be rough sledding, man, rough sledding. Yeah, you brought up Tyler Conklin. I was kind of surprised by the lack of tight end play this mm. this game. I feel like there was a lot of wide receivers on the field, a lot of running back passes and stuff like that. But, um, you know, we spent a lot of money on C.J. Uzama in the offseason. He was a big-time hire or big-time yep. uh, get for us. Don't see any targets for him. Yep. Lawrence Cager, one target. Terrible penalties, terrible play from him. I mean... 
Tyler Conklin, seven targets, four catches, 14 yards in the touchdown. It's just not enough. It's just not enough. We, you know, we had a problem last year with tight end play on the offensive side and defensive side. The one thing I will say is we did not get killed by tight ends today. That was a huge step in the right direction for me. We did not get killed by tight ends, but yep. we did not have any improvement from the offensive side of the ball in the tight end department. I mean, Garrett Wilson needs more targets. I know he had eight. Elijah Moore needs more than seven targets. To your point, I agree. It's got to be short, intermediate. Get Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson the ball in space. Braxton Barrios too. He should. Braxton Barrios, baby, that man was doing work. Yeah, get him the ball and then try to get these guys in space. Michael Carter, I thought, was our best offensive player today. He looked great. He looked refreshed and ready to go. I mean, forty yards receiving, sixty yards rushing. If he had that tight end to cap it off, that would be an incredible week one performance from him. Oh, but sure. I just don't see it, man. I don't see it with his offensive line blocking and Joe Flacco not being able to move. The reason to keep trouting Joe Flacco out there, unless the offense knows something more than I do. I think Mike White gives you an opportunity to move a little bit and extend the play a little bit to allow these guys to get open. I'm not saying chuck the ball deep like the Ravens were because the Ravens were throwing 40, 50 yard bombs, but it just gives you an extra second or two and that could be make or break. There's a huge difference in the NFL between a guy in your face and not. So you don't think it's too open. early. You don't think it's too early to pull Joe Flacco. I think it's a little too early, man, because it's week one. I get it. Uh, like I get it. There was a lot that happened this offseason, especially when it comes back to the offensive line and the reshuffling. Maybe you say, Hey, Let's give it another week. Let's get back out there. Let's see what happens. Give Joe Flacco another shot. If he can't do it next week, then I'm all for you. You got to put in Mike White, but I feel like you got to give him at least one more shot. He wasn't throwing the ball terribly today. He was actually doing, in, in my opinion, I thought he did an okay yeah. to solid job. It's yeah. just, he just needs the time. He legitimately just needs the time. So if you, if you can get a little bit more rhythm from the offensive line next week, give him another shot. If that's not working and you need some wheels, that way you can get. You know, to extend the play and whatnot, then I'm, I I agree. Put Mike White in there, but as of right now, I think it's a little too early to go to go that direction. I agree. Maybe you know, give him another week, see what happens. Maybe maybe to your point, it's like, all right, let's just change the offensive play calling a little bit. Joe Flacco sent his post game in, in a press conference, like, hey, we, you know, it took us a quarter or two to realize that these, you know, the short intermediate stuff was open and we just started targeting that. You know, we came in the game with a game plan and the game plan did not work, obviously. He didn't say the obviously part, but the game plan did not work. So he's like, we had to switch it up. We had to find something else. So to me, that's just, you know, I don't want to start saying, you know, it's Michael Flores' fault or someone else's fault, but it's like, dude, you know what you got with this offensive line going into the game. You know these guys are not going to be able to block. I get you didn't know it was going to be this bad, but just start off easy and just start off with some easy stuff. Start off with a little bubble screen to Elijah Moore. Start off with a little kind of, you know, a couple slants to get these guys going and see what happens. The fact that it took us a quarter or two to kind of realize that we're not going to be able to throw the ball downfield. We're going to have to look to our hot routes and our short routes and our, you know, to the flats. That's a little concerning, but yeah. Okay. You know, let's just change up the offensive plan, the game plan for next week. Keep Joe Flacco. Cause to your point, you know, when he was, when he was throwing, it wasn't bad. His one interception was cause I think Loris Cager just slipped and it just went right to the defender. Cause the wide receiver just fell down. So 
you know, that happens in the NFL. It was rainy and stuff, you know, today at MetLife. So, okay, I could see that. You know, let's give it another week. But at some point, you can't just keep blaming the offensive line for 17 games. So the offensive line is going to stink all year. So what are you going to do about it? It's going to be my question to the Jets. And I guess we'll see next week with the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I'm not looking until week 17. We're I'm looking for answers next week. I'm looking for a solution next week because, oh, you yeah. know, this this is a very fast season. Before you know it, it's all over, man. Uh, we need to see some sort of improvement from the Jets. At least we can say defensively we saw some improvement. They were fast. They were on point this week. But that defense is not going to keep that same juice throughout the entire season. That offense is not doing everything. It we can't. saw We saw last season what happened. We saw it last season. But let's let's touch on John's favorite subject. All right, John. I know you're not here, but we got to talk about it. Yeah, this is the. Uh, this is the. This is, we should call this the Malika segment because yeah, I was going to exactly, say the John Malika special team segment of the week. Yeah, no, here we go. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Man, man was correct to be correct. Man was correct. You you were right, John. I know you're listening to this right now. You were right about Brandon Man. My goodness. <laughs> 20 yards to really set them up. Sheesh. I mean, that was something else. So, yeah, but the special team stuff, you know, I can't, I, I haven't been able to pick up on it. So when you guys go back and forth on special teams, I know John loves to talk special teams. I don't mind it. Do you not like to talk about it? Cause you're like, oh, it's not that important. Or are you like, oh, we suck at special teams. So what's the point of talking about it? Like, how did you feel about the special team unit going into the season? I can't determine special teams units until I actually see it in gameplay. Okay. That's why. So, like, to me, like, I get, like, the concern, like, we need a kicker. I've understood how bad our kicking situation has been the last couple of years. But literally, like, it's hard to evaluate, like, the special teams. It's not like, oh, well, I've seen, you know, like, we've seen kickers' resumes. Like, Greg Zerline is not a terrible kicker. But coming in today, you're just like, yo, did you lose that juice? <laughs> you lose that juice, you know. Yeah. What I mean? So this is where, like, it's it's always for me when it comes to special teams. I have to wait till the season to actually see. I have to wait until the season to actually make that evaluation. That's just me. All right. So talking about it off season, it's like I get you guys like you're looking for like for punters and kickers. I get it that you guys are looking for all that. Look, we we've known about kickers and punters who've been touted throughout all the draft, and they come in and they start stinking it up. So that's why I'll wait. I legitimately wait. Um, yep. So, Brandon, man, I can see that why we need a new punter. Uh, I can see getting flustered today that it was just rough. Like I said, we were probably even in a better situation in this game because we were able to have a balanced offense in the first half. Second half, we had to go away because of that 20-yard punt that he gave the Ravens then being in the Jets in, in, in our territory, it just made it that much easier for the Ravens to score. But then I want to get to Greg Zerline. Well, well, actually, before I get to Greg Zerline, what are your thoughts on Brandon Mann? Are we needing a new punter right now? Are you concerned? Do you think he, do you think he covers it? Do you think he recovers or you think this is the end of the road? No, I think we need, I think we need a new kicker and I don't necessarily know why we need a new kicker. Cause again, Eddie Pinheiro eight for eight last year. I know John doesn't like him. He missed. He was I, nine, nine for ten I, on extra points. So he didn't like double doink, but I was okay with double doink. <laughs> yeah. He had the gate. He had the go ahead kick for Carolina today, even though they ended up losing. But that wasn't his fault when the pressure was on and they needed to kick late in the fourth quarter to take the lead. He drilled it. 
So, you know, you know, Coach Salah got asked about that in the press conference after the game today. And he was like, well, we had a competition and, you know, we need to know in the offseason that when the pressure's on, our guys can hit the shots. So we brought a veteran in to put some pressure on them. And Greg won the kicking competition outright in the preseason. But, dude, the guy was perfect. What, like, what more do you need to know? That's what I don't get. Like, to me, it's just like a to me, it was a little doing too much. And it came back to bite him. I mean, missed field goal, missed extra point at the end of the game, only allowing us to get nine. We can't even break double digits because of that. I mean, you leave four points on the board. It doesn't matter in today's game, but it could definitely matter in future games. So maybe it's week one jitters. You know, I, at this point, I don't know what you really do about it because it's the season. We're here. It's going. So yeah, you can't get rid of Greg Zerlin at this point. Yeah. But um, to your, to your point about Brandon, man, dude, we punted a lot today. <laughs> Like we punted a lot today. Yes, he had a bad punt. Yes, it led to a you know a touchdown. Um, on the very next drive from Baltimore, and what crushes us is that you know they we kick off to start the second half. They score with like you know a couple minutes left in the first half to go up ten three. They get the ball at halftime. They come out. They get a six play drive, but we stop them. So it's like, okay, we're getting the ball back. We have a three-play drive with, that ends with a 20-yard punt, allowing them to go back and score. So that's when they go up 17-3. That's when you start getting nervous. And then I think on the very next drive, I think might have been the joiner penalty that um, allowed the next touchdown. So it was it was a catastrophe, as some would say. Um, with a 20 yard punt, you just can't have it. You can't have a 20 yard punt. No one tipped it. I know it's rainy. It, there was rainy games all over the, the, all over the NFL today. You can't, can't have a 20 yard punt. No, you can't be a professional punter and have a 20 yard punt week one. (laughs) Yeah. Week one. Come on, man. I mean, it's not even like, it's not even like watching the Bengals and the Steelers today where you see the Bengals struggling to make field goals because they don't have their long snapper and he's snapping it all over the place and they can't even get the seams out because by the time he's catching it, cause it's too high, he can't turn the ball around for the kicker. And for that, it's like, okay, it's not the kicker's fault. This is strictly, you don't have your long snapper and your special teams is like in frenzy because of that for our punter. There's no, you're getting the ball as you normally would. For Zerline, yeah. you know, you're getting the ball as you normally would. I don't get it, man. I can understand the first one. I can understand the first missed field goal. It was, it was pretty deep. Like we're talking, I think it was like a 50 plus, 50 plus that he was uh, going for first yeah. one. So I could get that one. I, you know, um, other than that, you can't be missing extra points. That's why it was 45. The first miss was a 45. Oh, it was 45. That's an NFL kick, man. You got to make it. Yeah. You got to make, you, yeah, you gotta make that. No, you're right. Kicking 50 yarders. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. I thought it was 50. No, I thought right. it was 45. too. I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And you know, it's just when you look at the, the scoring, like, or the play by play on ESPN breaking it down, that missed field goal. Two, you know, two drives later, we have the Lamarcus Joyner. That's where the penalty was. The Lamarcus Joyner penalty with, you know, two or four minutes left in the second quarter. 
that then leads to the Baltimore touchdown at the end of half with, you know, three minutes left. Then on the next, you know, that next half we come out, we get the stop, we get the energy going, you know, MetLife's going crazy. And then we just have a 20 yard punt on a three play drive. I mean, these drives, when you look at it and we, you know, we talked about the offense already, but just it's bringing me, give me Don't flashbacks again. <laughs> Out of three three play drives we had, we just have to get the we have to get the offense in gear, and we Too were not many. able to do we were not able to do that today. Too many three and outs, my man. Too many three and outs. Yeah, it's, and it's, then just the mistakes that lead to points. I mean, the punt led to points. The penalty led to points. Uh, you know, it's bad, bad indeed. But let me ask you this: let's let's talk let's talk about it. You know, Jed's Twitter you mentioned was was in a frenzy today. Yeah, they're saying fire Coach Salah. They're looking for they're looking for change. I get it. I totally get it. It's been since 2010 since we saw the postseason. All right, we haven't had anything close to to relevancy since what? Fitzmagic when he went 10 and six. Yeah, I mean we could talk about some Sam Darnold years where he had seven wins. But I don't think that's really what you want to discuss. I think it's Fitzpatrick here. Yeah, Yeah. we had a shot at it. So I get the frustration. But what are you telling Jets fans right now, Greg? Are you telling them to calm down? Are you telling to give Salah some time? What are you saying? Yeah, I mean, um, I understand where they're coming from. I mean, you look around the NFL today, you see a lot of bad teams (laughs) with bad coaches or new coaches. Chicago, brand new head coach, not a very good football team. You know, one of the lower odds to have the worst record in the NFL, according to Vegas. They win at 19 to 10 at home. Detroit Lions, historically bad team, throw up 35 points on Philadelphia. They lose by three, but it's a close one. Miami in our division absolutely torched New England. Rookie head coach, 20 to 7 at home. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of them. Uh, all around the league. I mean, Houston and Jacksonville, their veteran coaches coming in for another coaching opportunity. Minnesota, rookie head coach, 23 points at home, smoking Green Bay Packers, team that let, you know, number one seed last year in the NFC has crushed their division every year forever, held Aaron Rodgers to seven points. So I understand where they're coming from when they talk about you know, other rookie coaches. I mean, I don't even want to talk about it, but the New York Giants winning a good one against the Tennessee Titans with Dable down in Tennessee on the road. Granted, Saquon Barkley had 165 yards and looked like he was back. Like Saquon Barkley. Yeah, he looked like back. He was in form. So, you know, we don't have a guy like that. But still, they they were able to be competitive and outright win as rookie head coaches. This is year two for Salas. This is year two for the staff. We have to be competitive. So I understand that. My answer right now is we need to, we need to pump the brakes. I think, I think we're going to get it into form. I don't think that today was a good showing. I don't know if it's all on Robert Sala. I do agree that some of the stuff he says is starting to fall on deaf ears. I think, uh, uh, who's the new guy at SNY? Connor Hughes. Yeah, Connor the reporter Hughes. there. Yeah, he, he used had to be with good, the Athletic and now with uh, SNY. Yeah, he had a good like minute thirty uh, Twitter video I was watching today about 
guys on the defense pointing out like, oh, we held them to this many rushing yards or, you know, at halftime we were averaging 6.8 rushing yards on offense or, you know, my thing about how we had more passing yards and more rushing yards, but we still lost the game. You know, we have to, as an organization, as a team, we have to stop pointing at little things here and there. Yeah, And we have to just be competitive. Even if we don't win, we have to be competitive. And it's not just because I bet on the game we have to cover the spread. I do so. <laughs> um, it's just because I'm a Jets fan and we need, I can't keep, I can't watch a season of 24 to nine with missed field goals and bad Good punts Lord. and missed extra points. I can't do it. So that's no. my, that's my little solo clue to Jets fans out there. Cause I know you're watching. I know you're hurting right now and I get it. There's a lot to be hurt about. There's a lot to be mad about, but I do think Robert Sala will get us going in the right direction. But my message to him is it needs to happen quick. Yeah. To no, your I, point, it, season can slide away from you. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I would say the same thing to Jets Nation right now. Let's pump the brakes on asking for Salah's head. I get the frustration. Let's give him another chance. Let's see if he can, you know, let's see what ne- next week holds for us. This is week one. There was a lot of, this is where you can actually, I'd say you can give the excuses, right? You got the line that had to shift around everything. Fine. Next week. We got to see some progress. We got to see a competitive game. I was going to give him some credit. It was a competitive game to begin the first half. I was like, we in this. We are in this right now. The but worst defense in the NFL looked good this today. You said it. Everyone's kind of saying it. The Everyone defense was, was bad it. last year. The defense looked good today. Look, man, Phil Sims, uh, Boomer, uh, everybody was saying it on CBS today. They were talking about, hey, Jed's defense is looking pretty quick, you know? So, we know that the defense is improved. We know we got talent on this team. Can we see the talent do work? Like, especially on the offensive side. That's all we need to see. But look, man, it was a rough week, rough day. I should say it was a rough yeah. day for Jets Nation. This is not the way you want to open up the season when you're seeing other teams. We're getting overtime games. We're getting blowouts. I mean, this is good. We're seeing, we're seeing overtime for the Bengals Steelers game, which was just phenomenal. Phenomenal. You're seeing, you're seeing down to the wire game between the Giants and the Titans. Good for, for other teams. It was a good, <laughs> it was a good week one. Yeah. Good week one for the Jets. Not so much, but let me ask you this because you did bring up, I want, I want to know this. Do you think John's hurting right now? I mean, I'm, I was kind of shocked that Tua went off today the way that he did, you know, 23 for 33, 270. Uh, you know, QBR wasn't up there, but still he got the TD. He was, he looked pretty good today in the pocket. Um, I was just shocked the Dolphins smoked Ovin Dalitz out of the, the, the Patriots today. I know the Patriots suck. Yeah. In, in, in Miami, like they tend to lose and don't do well in Miami, but 20 to seven. That's not a Bill Belichickian team. No, it's not. I mean, we've talked about all offseason about the Patriots absolutely being terrible. And today they showed it. I mean, they had absolutely nothing going. Mac Jones, terrible fumble in your own, you know, whatever it was, 10 yard, you know, 10 yard line, 15 yard line, wherever it was. Um, guy picks it up and scores it for a quick score to, that's the first touchdown of the game. So, um, no, makes I me mean, happy. Yeah. <laughs> it makes me happy. If the yeah. Patriots suck and the Dolphins are, are I guess, I mean, I'm just happy to see the Patriots suck. That's all that matters. Yeah, they, they're gonna they're gonna suck. I mean, dude, they have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, as much as we want to rag on the Miami Dolphins, they have the two two of the five fastest guys in the NFL at wide receiver. That's a fact. 
So, you know, when Chase Edmonds is no slouch out of the backfield, I think he had four catches. So I have him on a fantasy team. Didn't get me a touchdown, but, you know, he did okay rushing and receiving. Um, You know, I, I can't tell yet. And that's the thing with week one with anything. And that's why it's so tough as a Jets fan not to overreact. When I look at the Patriots-Dolphins game, I can't tell. Do the, Patri- do the Patriots have no offense? Do the Dolphins have an incredible defense? It's tough to gauge other teams. So it's so you have to rem- remember that when you're calling for Robert Sala's job. And that's when, why. You know, when you're blaming Joe Douglas for this and that. It's like, dude, we just don't know yet. It's the week one. Anything could have happened. And that's why I asked the question. Because... You see how you're like, ah, I don't know, because that's exactly why Jets yeah. fans like, we don't know. I mean, we can go back to 2011 when Mark Sanchez and the New York Jets lit up the Buffalo Bills, like absolutely lit up, put up 40 points. And it was like, wow, this offense is going to suck. It's got Tim Tebow, this, that, and the third. Uh, it's very vanilla. We're going to keep it very vanilla, as Tony Sperano said, yeah. very vanilla. And the next <laughs> thing you know, comes out gangbusters, and then next week you're like, all right, we were in it with the Steelers, and then it just went all the way downhill. So it's a long season. Let's not overreact to week one. I know it. we didn't win week one. We're hurt. We got a lot of new players. We want to see them succeed. We want to see a rookie pop. I get it, but it's week one. The New York Jets will be back facing the Cleveland Browns week two. But in the meantime, Greg, I think we did a good job here, man. I think we did a good job breaking down this episode. John will be back to give his takes uh, when we do the preview for the Jets versus the Browns. But hey, you all know what to do. Please make sure to subscribe. If you haven't done so, we're on all audio listening platforms. Please make sure to subscribe to the YouTube. Check out Winning Picks Weekly. Follow us on all social media platforms. All right. Make sure to give us that five-star rating. Hit the like button wherever you listen to this podcast. Just make sure to support us. It's free. Why not? Help us so we can continue to help you and make sure, you know, you guys have a good time when you're tuning into this podcast. Every subscribe helps us. So that's it. That's all I got. Anything else you got uh, to say, Greg? No, I mean, across the board. I mean, we got so much going on right now. Winning Picks Weekly. We're doing NFL and college episodes. Those view numbers are going up. Those like numbers are going up. Not a ton of comments. So I would just say leave us a comment on any of these videos, whether you're watching. How did you think the Jets did today? We know it stunk, but what stood out to you? On the Winning Picks Weekly episodes, let us know what you're taking. I say that at the end of every episode, but we're generally curious. I mean, if you put a bet out there, I might look at it, I might take it. So, and I might be tweeting at you, Winning P Weekly on Twitter. We go over all the games. We have a lot of fun over there. So, uh, you know, thank you for tuning in. And boy, we're going to see you next week for a Cleveland Brown matchup that's going to stink, but it's going to be lovely because... I think we got a shot. Jacoby Brissett did not look good today. I think we got a shot too, Greg. He's no Lamar Jackson. He's no Lamar Jackson. No Lamar Jackson, but they do got a defense. And that's, uh, you know, (laughs) our office got to face their defense. That's the big issue. (laughs) Yeah, that is. But thank you, everyone, for tuning for another Jets episode of the Knicks Jets Etc. podcast. We out. Let's go, Jets.